What's up, everybody? My name is Tristan. I'm so happy to welcome you guys to the Novus Podcast. This is a podcast that's going to change your life. I need you guys to watch all the way to the end. But first, hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, like and comment. Let's get into this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 35 of the Novus Church Podcast, y'all. We're so excited you've joined us today. Today, we have Caitlin Webb, one of my um, the, one of these incredible people in my life. And uh, I got to meet her through uh, a vision night through Taylor and Carissa Jenkins ministry called Local Church. And uh, y'all, she prophesied over them and I just felt uh, the hunger of God in her. Like she has a hunger for God like no other. And she were, she's been doing business and ministry and she has kind of like a business ministry. But y'all, I want her to just share a little bit more about who she is. And I just want to introduce to you, Caitlin Webb. Awesome. Hey, Tristan, thanks so much for having me on the Nova Church podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. And I just feel like the Lord just dropped this fresh word uh, in me to share. But yeah, um, like Tristan said, um, I'm very passionate about um, business, uh, marketplace ministry in particular. I just feel like um, in this um, season that God is raising up um, people to go in the marketplace and um, just to be a kingdom impact. You know, I was I was um, praying the other day and the Lord just showed me that like kingdom builders are people builders because the kingdom is inside of you. And so I just really feel like I've been called to that arena. So business and ministry. And I've just been, um, you know, prepping, prepping my heart internally, but also taking steps um, to see that further. Um, you know, I started my business back in um, 2020. Uh, and I really just I had an amazing encounter with the Lord, which I know we'll go to later. But um, he filled my room when I was working at my nine to five job and said, now is the time for you to step out and do what I've called you to do uh, and start start the business that I put on your heart. Because uh, I've always dreamed of owning my own business, but just the timing was never right. And so uh, when that had happened, um, that was like in 2020. So I quit my job and then everything, uh, it's been a journey to say the least, but I just really feel like, um, yeah, God is just mo- mobilizing people in business and uh, for his kingdom. And so now it's kind of taking on more of the ministry side in this past year as well. And so um, I'm just really excited just to be a part of what God is doing in the earth and in this generation. Um, I am full, like, I'm just the type of person, I'm just like in full pursuit of just more of him, uh, his heart and uh, his heart for people. And so any way that I can partner with that, um, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm just super excited to just share um, what I feel like the Lord like placed on my heart uh, for this community and anybody that's watching this, you know, me and Tristan were talking about earlier, like, it's crazy how like, even in these conversations, like, or in these zooms, like, um, you know, God just comes in and just rests on, uh, you know, our words when we talk about him and he's just so active. Um, and so I'm just believing as you're listening to this, that the Holy Spirit is even going to be able to penetrate your heart um, and to reveal to you things that you needed answers on or questions that you've had or direction that you've been seeking. I just really feel like the Lord is just going to rest on you and be, begin to reveal himself even, even as we go through this conversation. So um, yeah, I want to really talk about uh, Tristan, like something that um, the Lord rested, uh, you know, placed on my heart back. Um, it was a Holy Spirit nights in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and God uh, basically just dropped this word um, in my heart, um, just right on, um, like it was like a, you know, not something I had premeditated before, but it just, I just spoke it, and I, um, I just feel like I want to unpack that more. Basically, what it is is. Uh, it was this phrase, you can't crave something that you've never tasted. And I just really believe that in this generation, that God is um, just wooing the hearts of his people again. And I just really feel like our so much of our generation, like I grew up in you know, Pentecostal fire, God fire tunnels falling out on the floor. Um, and I tasted what the real was. And so I went through a season, um, in college where, you know, I, I moved, um, out to Tulsa, Oklahoma to go to college. And I just really had 
this, you know, kind of journey in myself of like, is all that necessary? Like, is that really, is that just something that I grew up with? And that's why I, you know, experienced it? Or is this actually the way that the Lord moves? And so I went to a lot of different churches in Tulsa. And if you've been to Tulsa, there's like literally thousands. Um, and so I just was searching, um, and just like, not really sure, like, okay, Lord, um, you know, is this something that I just grew up with or is this really you? And I, I came to find out that like, you know, I tried to do the, like, you know, kind of cliche Christian church where, um, you know, it's just super seeker friendly and, you know, 30 minute message, 15 minute worship, you're out five services in one day. Like, and I just found myself being so feeling so empty and feeling so not fulfilled, uh, by my relationship with the Lord and by that community there. And I just was like, I, it began this, this, um, inner search and this inner longing, like, I, Jesus, this can't be it. Like I need more, I need more, I need more. And that eventually led me to a ministry and church in, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they were functioning in these things. And, it, and as soon as I walked through the doors, I specifically remember the Lord speaking to me. And he said, if you dedicate the next year of your life to this place, you won't be able to recognize who you are a year from now. And um, it was in that season, um, in this, this church, like had like services after services, like Sunday night, Sunday morning, Tuesday, Friday night, young adults. And I was there um, every, basically every time the doors was open, because I knew I heard a word from the Lord that if I commit myself, I just won't be able to recognize myself. I could tell you a year later, that's exactly what happened. I went from being lukewarm, um, to being, and being confused about my destiny, confused about what God was calling me to do, the direction of my life to just being fully, um, just hungry for the Lord again. And it's because I tasted something that I began to hunger for. And I just feel like in this generation, it's it's only when you actually taste something that you begin to crave it. And something, the like analogy that I use is like, you know, if you've never had ice cream before, like you have no concept of like what that tastes like. So you can never, you never have the ability to crave it. And I just really feel like, and it's so interesting that this week, I think you've seen it, um, Tristan, like the Asbury College Revival like, it's just so interesting this week. Um, and I wrote this before that has even happened or I knew about it. Um, and I just feel like there's this, anytime there's an outpouring of the spirit, people become curious and things start happening. People start writing articles about it or videos or things like that. And people start seeing the outpouring of the goodness of God. And I think it's so interesting that this happened on a college campus. And I've seen some of the videos. I'm sure you have too. I mean, it's not anything special. I mean, it's like acoustic guitar, djembe, like uh, piano, and it's super raw and just people pouring, like college students pouring out their hearts. And I just feel like prophetically, like this is what's this is what's going to captivate Gen Z and millennials, like this raw, real relationship with Jesus. They've been fed the superficial uh, stuff for so long. And I think we've come to the place as the body of Christ uh, where it's just like we're realizing it doesn't work. Uh, we're realizing lukewarm. It does. It doesn't sustain you. It's not a uh, it's not an all consuming fire. And I just feel like it just gets me so fired up because when I see videos like that, I'm just like, I just, something in my heart is like, and it only takes one. And that's the thing that, that got me so excited about watching those videos. I'm like, it just takes one, one, one people group. It just takes one person surrendered. Like all they did was just linger in the chapel service and God showed up. And I just feel like when God breaks through people, uh, people just want more. And I just feel like, it's in those like little moments where God just wants to like show himself, uh, show himself, show his goodness and show who he actually is. And so I just feel like um, I wanted to read this, um, the psalm that kind of goes with it. Um, uh, so Psalm 34, 8 and 9, um, and it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I want to read the Amplified cla uh, Classic Translation translation as well. Uh, Drink deeply 
of of the pleasures of this God. Experience for yourself the joyous mercies he gives to all who hide themselves in him. And I just feel like I love that part. Experience for yourself the joyous mercies. And I just feel like this is this is what is happening and is going to continue to happen. And I feel like this um, is just the first fruits of what's about to take place. But people are going to start to have encounters with God um, corporately and privately as they begin to consecrate themselves. I just really feel like there's a move of consecration, of surrender. And when people surrender themselves to the Lord, like, you're just not going to be the same. Um, and I just feel like um, that's just a huge thing. Um, and I think w- one of the things in my life is like, once, once I like, once you continually experience the, the Lord in a deep way, it's, it's like game over. Like you can't go back. It's like when you, um, I'm a kind of a coffee snob for me. So like I, um, like when I was, you know, not really into the whole coffee thing, like, so let's say you drink like Folgers, like instant coffee. Okay. All the time, <laughs> like yikes, terrible. But if that's, if that's all, you know, like that's coffee to you, then you're going to enjoy it. You know, it's like, okay, this is all I know of coffee, but let's say you go to like a, you know, a local coffee shop where they roast the beans right there. And you have that cup of coffee. Like once you taste the richness of what the real looks like, like the Folgers, like instant coffee just doesn't do anymore. And I just feel like once people taste truly the presence of the Lord, his freedom, his joy, his love, like the superficial just will never do. And I just saw that in my own life. Like I, whether I realized it cognitively or not, there was just inner, like I was just pulling, I was like pulling. And once I like saw like a place that allowed Jesus to be who he was and just let the Holy Spirit move. It was like, my heart was like, this is it. This is it. This is it. It's what I've been searching for. Like, it's like when you're searching for something, you know what it's like, and then you find it. And it's just like, yes, like, this is what I've been looking for. And I just, I just feel like this generation is just about to get hit with the reality of like who Jesus is. And I keep on saying that, but it's just, it's just going to be a miraculous thing. And I just really feel like the enemy is like overplayed his hand um, with his generation with so much confusion, gender confusion, um, you know, just so much stuff happening. And I just feel like there's a simplicity coming to the body of Christ that's going to rock gen z and millennials world and it's i i I talk about that generation a lot just because i'm so passionate about it but it's it's the whole body we need the whole body functioning together we need mothers and fathers to rise up because there's a problem with a fatherless generation like so many so many um gen z's and millennials are fatherless so we need mothers and fathers to rise up and to take their place uh and to you know teach us the ways but i just i just feel like there's something special um on this generation and i think they're going to run uh, with revival fire. And I, I think it's just going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, there's been multiple prophetic words by multiple different um, ministers that this last move of God is going to be basically all the mo- previous moves put together. And I just see that happening, like, um, you know, us taking, you know, word of faith and the healing revival and in the sixties. Um, and then uh, just, the prophetic renewal and things like that taking all these things all these moves and just full blast into this last move and it's for his kingdom and it's for his people and god just i just feel like god's just gonna grip people's hearts again um and i'm just so excited to see it um i kind of want to talk to about um you know just the first step um to spiritual hunger um because maybe you're watching this or listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm not really spiritually hungry. Like, like what you're talking about, or maybe I was at one time, but I just, it's been so long since I've, you know, read my word or prayed or been in a church that experiences that. Um, and so I, um, wrote this down. I wanted to share it. Um, and it says the first step to spiritual hunger is tasting something you've never tasted before. 
And um, I just really feel like whatever you have to do um, to get in environments around hungry people, do it. Because when I got around hungry people, I became more hungry. And so um, that's the first thing is just get around. If it's not in your local church, like find something, find somewhere. I don't care if you have to travel. I don't care if you have to, you know, go to conferences or, um, you know, do what you have to do. Uh, but I think there's just something about getting in a community of people that are chasing the Lord and the effect that it has on you is, is going to be astounding and ask, ask the Lord, like, Lord, just show me people that are hungry for you. Like lead them, lead me to them or, you know, just, just really begin to seek earnestly. Like how it says, um, when in, in the word, when it talks about the spiritual gifts, like seek earnestly the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy, like seek earnestly the move of the spirit, seek earnestly these things so that you can find it. Um, and so the first thing too is, um, let's see. Yeah. Um, I, th I really feel like going into, you know, when I was talking about like millennials and Gen Z's, I just feel like they've been so malnourished because churches, churches, a lot of times have only fed them milk. Um, but they haven't really personally experienced the deep places of God. And I just really feel like, uh, and obviously there's churches that are feeding them, feeding people the, the word and the spirit uncompromised. Uh, but I think I'm more talking about the church as a, at a, as a grander scale. And I just feel like that's why we're seeing a lot of the things that we're seeing in this generation uh, is just the, the lack of nourishment that they've had from um, churches and pastors and leadership. And I just feel like God is just raising up a new, not a necessarily a new leadership, but just like a leadership that's um, just sold out to Jesus and like paints the way, like, like literally just sold out to the Lord. I think that's the only way to live. And I just feel like God's just raising up people. I think even people that feel unqualified. Um, and I think, I feel like there's someone watching this actually that like, you really feel like the Lord has um, put a ministry on your heart or like um, kind of just something particular for this generation and it's very unique um, and you feel unqualified um, and you feel too young. I feel like you're around 17 or 18 uh, and I just feel the Lord reminding me to remind you uh, that Timothy, when he was taking over our, you know, handling the churches with Paul, like he was 17 years old. And I just feel like the, that, like, you're going to shock people with the wisdom that God imparts to you. Um, and so anyways, whoever that was for, I just released that over you right now. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, I mean, like 17, like leading churches with Paul, like, where do we get this idea that you have to be like 35 to lead? Like, where do we get this idea that you have to be 50 to pastor? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love, I love the body. I love all ages, but I just feel like we have this mentality of younger means immature and, or you don't lack, or you lack wisdom, but nothing in Proverbs, the book of wisdom, does it say anything about age? It says, it says that your pursuit is really what causes the wisdom. Like if you pursue knowledge, if you pursue wisdom, you will have it, right? Nothing does it say anything about age. And so I just, I just feel like God's about to raise up some young firebrands that are just about to like blow, like blow the world's socks off. And I'm just so excited about it. And it's not about self-promotion. And I think that a lot of times when people talk about this generation, it's like, yeah, like selfies, self-promotion. It's all about getting yourself hyped. And I, I do think that exists, obviously. But I just I just feel like there is just people that are like young people that are just so um so selfless and they don't if they have to get on camera to spread the gospel they don't they don't care they'll do it like it's just a sold out heart like I, I was telling someone the other day like with my with our business you know I was like if I was doing this for myself like I would have quit a long time ago this stuff is hard but like it's I, I just feel like you know people think that this stuff is like so glamorous um but it's just necessary and I think that yeah, God is just going to just start to mobilize people in that way. 
um yeah and kind of talking about the the milk thing like i mean i was just reading and like you know the milk won't sustain you when you when you're not an infant anymore and i think when you're an infant uh you know you drink milk and that's all you can handle but when you get older you have to drink or you have to eat uh mature things that will actually sustain you i just feel like that's where the body of christ is at we're, we're needing uh we're needing more we're needing more of the truth of the word of the gospel of his presence of the holy spirit so that we can run the race that we're called to run i wanted to read uh 1 corinthians 3 1 through 2 in the passion translation um brothers and sisters kind of on this like meat and milk uh subject when i was with you i found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature people for you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh I feel like that's a huge thing that like people that are dominated by the mindset of the flesh, like that's why he wasn't able to speak to them in in a mature way. Um, and because you're immature in Christ, I did nurse you and feed you with milk, not the solid food of more advanced teachings because you weren't ready, ready for it. So I just feel like God is just wanting to take people through a process of delivering them through the mindset of the flesh. And then you will be able to take and handle the deeper things of God. When I talk about, that's the thing, like I love the elementaries of, you know, um, faith and ABCs and, you know, all that stuff. All that stuff is always going to be fresh. Like the fact that Jesus died for me while I was still a sinner still wrecks me. It'll wreck me every day. But I really just feel like um, that people are craving like deeper, deeper things. And, um, you know, I just think it's going to be, um, people are craving it and they want it um and i wanted to read to first corinthians 2 uh 4 through 5 i think um taylor may have you know <laughs> did this as well the scripture um in my speech um uh, in my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man but the power of god that that scripture lights me on fire every single time because we've tried so hard to make God sound cool. We've tried so hard to make God sound relevant or make it sound whatever. But I just, I just feel like there's a, there's a demonstration of the spirit and power that is coming and is even starting to happen now. And it's not something that man could conjure up or make happen. Like going back to the whole Asbury college revival, like, no man orchestrated that, you know, like it's not enticing uh, in, in terms of like how fancy it looks or how great the music is or anything like that. It's, it's just a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I just feel like that's going to continue to happen. Um, I feel like we've tried to explain instead of just letting God demonstrate. We've tried to explain and entice the mind uh, instead of letting God just do what he does. Um, and I think we place more importance. Uh, this is going to get a little saucy, so sorry ahead of time. I think we placed more importance uh, in our sermon series than what the Spirit of God wants to say. Um, and I was listening to uh, one of my favorite ministers, and she was saying basically, like, it's so weird to me, like, how people think that the Holy Spirit is going to drive away new believers or new converts or the Holy Spirit, you got to put them in the back room. Uh, and she basically just said, which is so true, like the spirit, the spirit of God loves the harvest more than you do. He knows how to draw people more than you do. And I just feel like um, the Holy Spirit wants to break out. Um, and I think we just need, this is what's going to produce like the lasting fruit of walking with him. Um, I think, I believe that God is ushering in a move of God that brings the, uh, the body of Christ into full unity and alignment with the head, which is Jesus. And I think that uh, it's just going to be all about Jesus, which I'm so excited about. Um, I just feel like we're going to see a massive sweep of people tasting the real. And once they taste the real, they will crave it for the rest of their lives. And I'm just, I, I just feel like that's coming and that's happening. And once you taste the real, like I said, like the fake stuff will, will never do. It'll never satisfy you. And I think that all this just comes from 
it's just seeking it's so simple but just seeking the lord uh and right now um i just feel like can we just like pray really quick for people that are watching tristan i just feel like um if you're listening to this uh right now uh, live or on the replay or on youtube um and God is tugging your heart. I just want to pray for you right now. I believe that God is going to show himself to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I want you, if this is, if you're craving more of the spirit, if you're craving more of Jesus, I want you to, to just cry out to him right now. And I want you to just ask him to show you more of the real, to show you more of what he has for you. Um, And I just feel like God wants our generation to just like, Jesus, we just repent for the loss of, of first love, Lord. We just want to be on fire and burn for you, Jesus, all the days of our lives. Um, we just want to burn for you. And we just thank you that you're showing yourself real to everyone that's watching right now, Jesus. I just thank you, Lord. Even now, there's some people that you're beginning to to feel um, like heat come in your hands. That's the Holy Spirit uh, showing himself to you. I just feel like there's some people that um, their, their, yeah, their uh, foreheads are starting to heat up. Um, that's just like, again, the Holy Spirit is manifesting himself uh, in you. Just, just yield to that right now. Um, I think I feel, feel like there's people that are, um, yeah, God is showing you your destiny right now. Um He's showing you pictures of what you're going to do and uh, preaching people that are, they're going to, there's going to be people that, uh, yeah, that watch this. Like God just is showing you a vision of you preaching in front of um, a, a large multitude of people and seeing that the, the sick recover and the blind see and a working of miracles. And so I just release that right now. Um, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I just feel like there's just, in Jesus' name, we just pray for every person watching this right now. Jesus, there's always more of you we can, that we can have. There's always more of you that we can see. And we just want to, to chase after your fullness every single day of our lives. Jesus, show us the real so that we'll never have to settle for the fake. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, show us the real so we never have to settle for the fake. Oh my gosh, this message. Let me tell you something. This was, I listen, this was for all of you, but it was also for me. I totally received everything you just said. Um, Wow, Caitlin. Praise oh my God. gosh, that was definitely a word from the Lord. <laughs> but, and, and I think it's so, so true. And what we see it with that Asbury revival is it's interesting that it's happening with like Gen Z and um, my generation and we've been talking like over the we had Brian Starley on and then um, my, one of my pastor friends in um, South uh, Africa and yeah. for some reason the Lord told me to ask both of them to talk about revival and mm -hmm. and I just felt like the Lord was going to bring something and now look what's happening in the world mm -hmm. like I it's funny how you can feel in before something happens you can feel it stirring in the spirit yeah. And I think, I, I just think it's an act of obedience for us to just walk with that, you know, and to talk about it. And mm. yeah, it's so good. So uh, I have some questions for you. That we, we Go for it. About. And um, you kind of got into it, but I wanted to ask you, like, what is the most impactful encounter with God you've ever had? Yeah, it's a great question. I was actually thinking about this not too long ago. Mm. And I always, I grew up just being constantly <laughs> wrecked by the spirit a lot honestly but the first thing the first thing that I remember um is when I was about 12 or 13 we had a uh a healing evangelist come in and um to our church and do meetings and we would stay till like 11 o'clock every night you know for like 7 to 14 days and I remember this one night is uh, I was in the balcony and before that I had had um issues with my stomach a lot like I would just my, I would go to school and my stomach would hurt my mom would have to pick me up and um just thought it was just like something that it wasn't something super major necessarily but just something that was like uncomfortable and would just happen mm -hmm. at random times and so I was in the balcony uh I remember I was wearing like a pink Hollister shirt and um and uh, the minister said, everybody, you know, raise your hands, lift your hands. The spirit is moving in the balcony. So we we're just all raising our hands. I have no idea. And um, 
and he he called me out on the balcony he's like you with the pink shirt stand up and I was like I was like looking around like who's he talking to <laughs> and um <laughs> and so uh yeah he's like you that's looking around stand up I was like okay he's like yeah there's something going on with your stomach and um you have stomach pains a, a lot and um I just immediately began to weep um and uh it was so special to me and um he he basically said there's something wrong with your intestines like he was basically saying there was something that was not correct and basically like Prado basically declared healing and um never I never had any stomach issues after that point and that was so impactful for to me for me um at such a young age because mm. more it was it was precious because I got healed but it was even more precious because God saw me if that makes sense. Like yeah. I was in a balcony and so far away and not even thinking about, I didn't even ask for healing for that at that point. Cause mm -hmm. I just was like, it's just something that, you know, that just happens regularly and it's fine. And I was just mm -hmm. very young, but the fact that the Lord saw, saw me and wanted to reach out and to heal me, I just felt so seen in that moment like by him and like I said it wasn't something I asked for but just something that he freely gave mm -hmm. and that honestly really set me up on a trajectory to like God um you know like I said like he sees me but he also like is so intentional um and it's so thoughtful and I think that was like one of the first moments where I just felt the tangible presence of God and um yeah it was healed and that's just it was just the first moment one of the first moments of like experiencing the power like personally the goodness of god wow that's that's incredible i love it when holy spirit like gives people words of knowledge and you see that like take place um we saw mm -hmm. that with the i i was doing the randy clark conference um online and there was a ministry time at the end afterwards and mm -hmm. there was this girl um so being part of BSSM as a student, we, we got the option to be on the ministry team after during in the zoom calls. So, uh, like people from the live stream and the Bethel live stream would register, they'd go in there and receive prayer for healing and things. And I was, I was in there and I didn't know what to expect. I was like, all right, I'm with these group Bethel students. We're going to, we're going to go in this breakout room. And, uh, we, it was, it was wild. So I'm praying for, we were praying for healing for her shoulder. She asked for healing for her shoulder because her shoulder was so stiff. Mm. And I, we were praying and uh, she said that her pain dropped, but it wasn't a zero yet. And it was like a four. And she said she had 10. So I was like, okay, mm. God. And as I was praying, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, like, tell her she's a good mom. And I was like, mm. I'm not telling this person. I do not know that she's a good mom. What if she doesn't even have kids? And like, this was like a fear of mine. And uh, then he like really pushed again. He said, tell her she's a good mom right now. Tell her she's a good mom. And I said, mm. okay. Uh, and I told her, I said, I really feel the Lord telling me to tell you that you're a good mom. And she began to weep. Wow. And she was like, you don't know this, but I'm, because she's from India. She said, I've been in an arranged marriage and every day tells me I'm a terrible mom. And when I, when I told her that we prayed again, and then she said, all pain was gone. So it's wow. interesting how God will address an emotional, an emotional thing, something, a deep wound that will then heal your body and then will mm -hmm. heal your body. And I, I think it shows the beauty of how he cares about our heart and cares about how we feel and not just how we physically feel. He cares. I think they both walk hand in hand, you know, mm -hmm. and and those can, and those encounters are wild, especially when you're the one giving the the word because you're walking in that obedience and you're like, I totally just heard God say that right now, and you're like, Yeah, whoa, <laughs> you know, um, absolutely. But it's it's that. it's so fun. It's so fun. Um, mm. so now my next question for you is like, how has God changed your perspective in the last year? Hmm. So that's a good question. In the last year. I feel like the Lord has just made it very apparent that it's just not about me. Does mm. that make sense? Like, and I think that, um, and made it very apparent too, that, you know, um, like ministry begins in the secret place, um, and knowing the father. And so I just feel like, yeah, the more that you 
draw close to him mm-hmm. like I feel like self-help is a um it's a substitute for like the help of the Holy Spirit sometimes like we mm-hmm. try to work on ourselves which is good like we need to be proactive in that but I just feel like the Lord has shown me like the Holy Spirit is here to help you mm-hmm. uh all the time and just to like really seek him and he's the prize like he's the goal he's he's the person that you want to go to bed thinking about and wake up thinking about Mm -hmm. um he's your friend he's your partner in life and I just think if I keep that center if I keep that central um which I'm not perfect at like i I suck at it a lot of times and have to turn back and, and, you know, go back to him. Uh, But yeah, he just fills every void that you could ever have. And I Mm -hmm. just feel like that's, it's been a real consecration year for me Uh, because being in business naturally, like there's so much noise of like goals and all this stuff. And I'm all about that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if it's like that, that scripture like if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul like what's the point you know and I just feel like God is constantly reminding me this past year of like he's the one he's the one that I live for he's the one that is Mm -hmm. this is all for you know so if I keep that central for me then that's that's really what the Lord has been showing me this past year (laughs) yeah yeah that's really good um I, you know, about a year ago, uh, I've shared this, I shared this in one of my sermons about how uh, the Lord asked me to restructure my life um, because he was going to be launching me into ministry. And I didn't know what that would look like, but I had to really, um, oh, I lost you. Sorry. Let me get that. No, we're good. I edit that. Okay. Okay. So it's interesting bring that up because about a year ago, I, I had, I, I felt the, I felt God really tell me to restructure my life because I was going to mm-hmm. be going into ministry. I just got this prophetic word from Michael Maiden. Um, and I was like, Oh, what does that look like? You're going to be a world changer. The Lord's going to use you to shape culture and things like that. And I was like, okay, God, um, I want to step into that. And so he told me to restructure my life. So I sat down with my dad and uh, I, I got this big paper and he, my dad was a superintendent at the time and we were just about to be moving to Chattanooga. So he was cleaning out his office and he had this big desk and I got this giant paper and I asked God, like, what is this supposed to look like? And then I, I felt him tell me to put God in the center, like write the mm-hmm. words God. And I drew this big circle around it. And then from that, I drew like lines out around and then all my goals and ambitions, my family, everything stemmed from that. And I think before my system before that was, it was about me and Mm -hmm. my growth and all this. And I felt the Lord really tell me that if I'm in this system, it won't work. But if I'm in Mm -hmm. this one, it will. And I think that we have a lot of churches now that are putting pastors on a pedestal. And this is where my, my perspective has shifted because what, what we're doing is we're putting the man's vision and his goals and ambitions above God's vision and his goals and ambitions. Come on. And so my perspective has really shifted in the last year on that because I realized that like you have the celebrity pastor and that looks great, but in reality, like, yes, it could come from God, but if we, if we have our ministry all come from the vision God has, then that, that's how you, you stir revival. That's how you, that's how you walk hand in hand with God, you know? And so that's mm-hmm. our vision with Novus and that, that, that's my, my vision for my life. I don't want to do anything from my, from, I don't want my goals and ambitions to get in the way of God's, God's vision, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. It's like the, yeah, something that the Lord has showed me over and over again. Um, and this is applies, you know, if you're building a business, a ministry, anything, a family, a church, unless the Lord builds the house, the those mm-hmm. that labor, labor in vain. Um, and I think there's such a, um, there's such a co-laboring and a partnership that the Lord wants to have with us while we're building things. Yeah. And I think that's where people get burnt out and tired and just overwhelmed and stressed. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've been there many times, but it usually happens when 
you are trying to build something without him. And so when that happens, it's like a, a signal for me to like, okay, like I'm trying to build this without him. I need to, I need to settle myself in him again, my place in him and co-labor with him Mm -hmm. so that I'm not doing this on my own. So, yeah. And I think it's really easy to recognize when you're doing it on your own and when you're not. Um, because you'll, you'll start to feel the enemy pushing on you and not, not saying that you won't feel it when you're walking with God, you feel, you definitely will feel the enemy, but you'll have that strength that re refills you. You know, I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't go a day without reading my Bible. And that's because when I, when I do, I feel like my cup's empty and I do so much for God's kingdom that if I'm not walking with his, his thoughts in my, if I'm not meditating on his thoughts and what he feels, um, then I'm, I'm, it's easy for me to go back to that old structure, you know, like out of, mm. you know, um, like I love what Jesus says. He says, he said to like, he said, let, um, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And mm. I think that it's not about our will. It's about God's will. And, mm. and, and when we get in the scripture and when we enter that prayer time, when we, when we do it daily, we're able to partner with him. Um, Ben Armstrong, I was watching a prophetic AMT for class. He's talking about all these students, um, when BSSM first started, all these students were uh, staring through this window and they were on a mission trip and they're staring through this window at this one kid. And uh, they were like drooling over this kid. (laughs) And they was like, what are you guys looking at right now? And uh, they go, he has so many beautiful encounters with God. Like we want to be just like him, like the way that he talks to God, like these visions he has. And then he goes, well, you can have that too. And they go, no, because he's special. And then he goes, well, he's not more special than you are. He said, mm-hmm. the difference, the reason why he has all these dreams and encounters is because, is because he spends more time with God. Mm-hmm. And I think I lost you, Caitlin. There okay. We sorry, we're back. <laughs> we're good. So the reason is because he spends, he spends more time with God. He, when we, when we sit here, lost you again. I'm just gonna switch it to this one. Okay, no problem. Okay. I'll edit that out. Um, so where was I? So he spends more time with God, and I think when we when we spend time with God, we get to know Him, and then mm-hmm. He starts to reveal more to us about Him. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and that's how our ministry should work. Like we should be getting our words, our like, like you, like you are walking with the Lord, like in your message, I totally felt that come from God. You know, I totally, Mm. because, because I've spent time with him and I can recognize what his voice sounds like, you know? Mm. And, um, it's, it's interesting, you know? Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, You, you can never, uh, like you said, like he, he's the one, only one that can fill your cup. And I think like so many people, like I was talking with a friend the other day of like, you know, how she was feeling. She's like, yeah, I just feel like kind of drained and I've been prioritizing the Lord. I've been prioritizing this other relationship. And it's so interesting to me, like, and and I was like, just talking with her, like, you know, it's so interesting. Like, even if a relationship is, is, is good and godly, Mm -hmm. there's just nothing that satisfies like, like Mm -hmm. fellowship with the Lord. And we have a relationship with him because of Jesus, but people can have a relationship on pen and paper, like husband and wife or son and daughter or whatever, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that there is fellowship there. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that the fellowship of the Lord is, is, is something so beautiful and something that not many people give time to know him truly. Yeah. And like God, God's looking for friends, you know, I think, I think yeah. that we should always remember that. Like he's looking for friends to partner with him daily. And, um, like, I don't know. I want to be God's best friend. That's my goal. Like, you know, not just his son. I want to be his best friend. Like, yes. like something with my relationship with my dad is, uh, I, there was a season where he was my dad and not my friend. Mm-hmm. And then, and so he had to correct me and help me grow. But then as I grew in maturity, I stepped into this place where my dad is my dad and also my friend. He doesn't mm-hmm. stop correcting me, but we have this closeness where it's like, hey, you're my friend. We're we're here together. We're walking together. You know, he's not just, mm-hmm. a, you, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, and I think that if we, I tried to, I tried to, I, I had to realize that there was a season where God was my father 
and he still is my father. But then as I grew in my maturity, like you talked about, as I started to eat off of the plate um, that he has for me, then now I can partner with him to become his friend as I spent more time with him, mm. you know? Um, and we have a lot of people stuck in that, that pre free friend, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, if that makes sense. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can have as much as of God as you want mm. and you have as much of God as you want right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so there's so much room for, for more of him. And so it just takes, it just takes a hungry heart, you know? Yeah. So that's awesome. I love that. So what do you feel the Lord is doing in the world right now? Mm. Yeah, I, it's funny. I, I feel like I, I touch on that a little bit um, in a sermon, but I think in general, I just feel like, I feel like there's just a, a remnant of people I think it's like I said before, it's going to be a, a mixture of all, all generations, right? Um, mm-hmm. God always works in, in multiple generations. It's never just one. But I feel like there's a God has gifted Gen Z and, and millennials with a, a, a special zeal um, mm. and that they're going to be the, the front runners. I truly mm. believe that of this next uh, end time move. And I just feel like all over the world um of course i feel very much uh you know called to to the united states but just i mean it's everywhere like god you know (laughs) is is working everywhere and moving everywhere but um yeah i just feel like god is his body he's working to raise up his body Mm. um and i think that starts with a uh god moving and showing his power and his presence and I think that's what we're starting to see pick up and happen. I think we're just seeing the first fruits of it. But as that starts to happen, what happens when there's a revival, there's a renewing of hearts. And then there's, um, then, you know, when people start to get taught the word, now they're being built up. Now they're being mobilized. Now mm-hmm. people are feeling, now people have clarity on their destinies and calls. And now what we're starting, what happens is the body functions as it's supposed to function. And so, that means people are hearing their calls to go into politics. They're hearing their calls to go into business and ministry and things like that. And that's, I feel like the progression that the Lord is taking us on. It's going to start with an outpouring, then it's going to mobilize people. And then people are going to go into every, every arena. Uh, One of my favorite things about going to Oral Roberts University is he, Oral Roberts was ahead of his time, like a hundred percent of how, you know, his vision was, you know, to equip people to go into every man's world uh, and to, to share the healing power of God. And Mm -hmm. so that's why, um, you know, they, they teach people to go into, to nursing and he had a hospital and the business and things like that. And I just feel like this whole mentality, like I, I respect the, um, obviously like the five full offices and full-time ministry and that's that's always going to exist and it should actually increase uh but Mm -hmm. i do feel like there is just such a mobilization coming to every believer to just live uh, a life of purpose and to be where they're called to be and to Mm -hmm. do what they're called to do and just people rising up and who they are and just knowing jesus and living recklessly for him and then Mm -hmm. I, I love that scripture where it says it's like, you know, when when the gospels preach like um, you know, to all mankind, like then that's when he will come. And mm-hmm. so that's just the reality of, you know, the timeline of God. Like the gospel has to be spread. And it's not gonna be spread by um, you know, religion or um, you know, fancy um three-point sermons it's going to be Mm -hmm. spread by the power and the outpouring the power of god and the outpouring of the spirit and so that's what i see happening in this next generation so good i i stand with that and that's why i think that's what i'm what i'm seeing is god not only doing it in the physical but he's doing it on the internet and that's Mm -hmm. what we're what, what we're seeing already with novice is that um as as I so there was a season where it was the Bethel moments before and I was just posting like videos and doing my thing but the moment I heard the Lord tell me to shift and it's funny how he took it as like a ball and I gave it to him and he started to morph it and then now we've mm-hmm. seen the most growth we've seen all year um, because I surrendered it to him and he he's now shaping our ministry but 
I'm seeing people's lives get touched, them getting healed over just watching a video, like um, in our Zoom calls, like we're seeing God manifest, you know, and it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And I, I don't, I don't like, we're seeing a revival happen in the physical, but what if we saw a revival happen on the internet? What if we saw, what if we saw thousands, not just follow a page, but they intimately got involved. They joined Zooms. We had different Zooms happen where they just worshiped. And then from those Zooms, they started little home groups where they brought in people in their community to get involved with each other. And mothers and fathers were of the home and they were all speaking words from God and praying over each other. You know, we want to emulate the New Testament church. We want the mothers and fathers Mm -hmm. to take charge. You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's not about one man, but it's about us. It's about, it's about Jesus and he's the head of our ministry. Yes. I have the role senior leader and all that stuff, but that role doesn't matter because we have one King and that's Jesus. And he is in Mm -hmm. charge of Novus church. Um, I, I gave up on my ambition a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that if we saw more churches give up on one man's vision and yep. surrender it to God and say, God, what is your vision? We'd see a revival break out more than what we're already seeing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. He's, yeah, it's so good. I just love hear you speak about that stuff because I, I just feel like, um, you know, like you said, the internet and social media, it's like so many people, especially in the church, have painted it as like a, a negative thing. But it's mm-hmm. like, just like money, just like so many things, it's a neutral thing. And it mm-hmm. and and it takes on the character of the user, and yes. so um, I just feel like it's like what you guys are doing. It's like it's, you're taking back territory, really. Mm-hmm. Like, and I I think that's not a light thing, um, because even if it's not like physical territory, like everything is virtual. I mean, we have like virtual Bitcoin. Everything is virtual. Mm-hmm. So it's like you are literally taking back virtual territory, and I think we need to think in that. Uh, aspect when we're when we're putting out things out like this or what you guys are doing mm-hmm. it really is stealing ground and mm-hmm. um capturing attention um and making people like curious of like okay if they see all these things and this one thing that pops up on their reels like gives them life or joy or yes. peace like they're gonna come back to that you know yeah. and i just i think that um it's not small at all i think it's mm-hmm. just so what God has like for social media is, is just like, and for like Gen Z to do and for millennials to do and put their hand to is it's just, it's insane. And yeah. so like, I'm so excited to see where it heads for you yeah. guys. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily, I, I want to see a day when it's not just Novus taking that ground. I think I want to see more virtual churches come up. You know, I want to, mm-hmm. a lot of people, <laughs> I had this pastor here in Chattanooga. I'm not going to say his name because, you know, um, but I had a pastor. He, he saw my page, followed me. He's pretty known. And he made a post saying virtual church is not church. Get your butt in church. Mm-hmm. And when, when I saw that, I said, well, that's why the enemy is taking over. And that's why we see these, these different things because we're afraid. Is it, is it fear? Because from, for me, the reason why I wouldn't go on social media originally was because of fear of what was on there. And, Mm -hmm. and I, and I felt the Lord correct me. Like, why would you be afraid? I want to take that back for my kingdom. And so, so when I see that, I'm like, well, what about those people that are in the middle of nowhere and they have no spirit filled church next near them and the nearest church they have the worship leaders having an affair with the pastor's wife or the pastor's sleeping with the secretary, you know, what about those people? They can't drive four hours to get to a church. And the only thing they have is that online presence, Mm -hmm. you know? I think mm. like, what about that? Those people, do we just yeah. say you guys don't get touched by the kingdom because you can't drive? You know, I, right. I don't, I think, you know what I mean? Like yeah, we, for, we forget about the people that, that like, I, I believe God is, is not only going to use this to change social media. That's great. But I think he's trying to touch the people who can't get to him. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to, you have to go, um, like, you know, same thing with our, you know, like, app, like, for example, the marketing industry has changed completely. Like mm-hmm. TV, TV ads are dying, like print stuff is dying. People, everything shifts in business with where the attention of the consumer is. Right. Mm-hmm. And so same thing, like 
with the gospel like we're not trying to you guys aren't trying to replace a local church you guys no. have a local church <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um, that's literally. actually the name of it like, yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> but like it's not like you're not trying to replace it uh but it's just it goes to show that like um you're not going to get away with a revival without some contra without um backlash mm-hmm. and without um someone coming against it and people not understanding i think that's just part of it and so i just feel like with what you guys are doing like it's truly a pioneering work Mm -hmm. and pioneering if you're called to be a pioneer which you are and Mm -hmm. i i am too so i get it yeah it's it's like you're paving a new path like you're not taking a path that's everyone else goes down right Mm -hmm. you're paving a new path uh with with the lord and with the team that god has has called you to walk with um, and, and that's just how it is. Like you're paving a new way so that other people, uh, it's easier for other people to yeah. access. So yeah. I think it's so powerful. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's so good. And I know we're running out of time, but I want to just say yeah. this last thing on that is, um, the reason why we do, I, I, I know when we launch these online zooms, which I want to encourage everybody to get into in the links in the description. Sorry to do a plug there, but, no, um, yeah. <laughs> so when we launched these zooms, the reason why I did them on Thursdays was because, um, I don't want to replace people going to the physical church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that God's bound to one day, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I would like, I would love to see these Zooms take place every day of the week, but you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, for people in different countries and things like that, people that can't make it on Sunday, but like, you know, we really encourage people to get connected to a physical body, but don't, don't stop doing what you're doing online because you're connected to that. Just, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to see pastors. Like I, I tell our team all the time, I say, get ready to face persecution for what you're doing because they're going to think you're betraying their church and things like that. And I've had people tell me like, Oh, you have to have a covering and all this stuff. We don't see that in the Bible. That's all religious lingo. You know, um, my, our coverings from Jesus. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. my covering. So, and I know that's spicy to say, but that's the truth. I'm tired of people saying that, um, you have to, you have to submit to a man, because of this but you know if god's called you to something you need to step out and do it don't mm-hmm. don't think that um because like and that's where it comes back to that one man vision you know because mm-hmm. we should be operating in god's vision if god's given you a ministry start it move yeah. into it it doesn't it it doesn't belong to anybody but him it mm-hmm. doesn't belong to you and and your obedience belongs to him you know amen so, so yeah. good I love um it. So the last question, the reigning question of all, and this is one I make a reel out of, um, and in 50 seconds or less, you're in, where are you in, at in Florida, actually, before I ask? Uh, Panama City, Florida. Panama City, Florida. Okay, so um, I'll just say this. What do you want to see God do in Florida? Yeah, it's so good. So many people have, um, there's been so many moves of God in Florida. Um, in North Florida, Pensacola, South Florida, near Tampa, Orlando, outpourings of the spirit. And um, I just feel like God has has specific, a specific call on Florida and the people of Florida. Um, and I think God is just raising up people to take their place. And I just feel like he's like where God, uh, this is his quote of like where God once moved, he'll move again. And so I just feel like God is preparing hearts um, to be mobilized and to just experience the outpouring of the spirit like we've never seen before. So I'm preparing myself. And I think people, a lot of people are preparing themselves to to see that happen um, greater than we've ever seen it before. Wow. So good. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> okay well will you uh well first it was such an honor to have you on and uh i hope we can do this again sometime um yes. this was this was great and i i want to say um keep doing what you're doing with your podcast i love it your clips that that clip was great uh the one i posted on my story like i just love what god's doing through you and uh if there's any way that i can help or partner with you i'd love to do it um and uh i just ask that you pray for everybody on the side of the screen we'll close this thing awesome well, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for who you are and what you've done in this time. 
together, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you've spoken to hearts, God. You've moved on, on, on people's behalf, Lord. And we just give you all the praise and honor and glory, Lord. We love what you're doing in this time. We wouldn't rather live in another time in another season, but we're so honored to to uh, be able to partner with you in what you're doing in this generation, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, uh, for what you have, Jesus, for um, for Novus Church and for many other um, many other ministries that will pop up. Uh, because of their obedience, Lord. And so we just thank you, Lord, for everybody watching this. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you sh continue to show them the real, Lord. You continue to light their hearts on fire for you so that they'll never compromise, Lord, for the fake. And we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. We love you. Caitlin, thank you so much. And we'll thank see you, you so guys much. next Monday. Of course. See you guys. Thank you so much for watching. I hope this podcast changed your life today. If it did, put it in the comments. Tell us what you learned, how it helped you. Put amen in the comments. Let's just blow this up and share this with a friend. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I love you guys. See you next week.